Mr. Porter, welcome yes, to Pints and Polishing Podcast. We got DJ Patterson is now live. What's up? Thank you for coming on, our two wonderful co-hosts, and we are waiting for Jose to join in. Should be here very soon. How was your guys' day? Oh, it's been a long I, day. That dually was awesome. You had a dually? Yeah. I uh, That one I thought, I thought I texted you about. Yeah, it was a big black effing dually that I corrected and coded today. So you had a big old effing dually. Sweet. We now have Jose. Thank you for coming on, Jose. Yes, yes. And polishing podcast. Jose, uh, tell us your full name. Tell us your company name. Tell us where you're from. Uh, my full name is Jose del Real de la Torre. Uh, my company name is Devil in the Detail LLC. We're out of Dodge City, Kansas. And what famous? What's famous about Dodge City? Uh, Boot Hill, wider, uh, the yeah. old one. Like, yeah, that's awesome. In the movie Wider, I mean, like, we our main road, our main street that cuts through town is Wider Boulevard. Um, I walked past Boot Hill on my way to the shop, so it, that's the history behind it, you know. So, and Boot Hill, remind me, um, uh, you ever, uh, like, have you seen uh, what movie was it? Uh, Tombstone. Tombstone, right? It was Boot Hill yeah. where Doc Holliday has that yep. fight? Yes, sir. We, we have every summer they have uh, uh, gunfights um, uh, at noon on Wednesdays. And it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's kind of fun to see the dress up. They play out this whole scene and uh, they shoot each, each other out. Like, do they have, like, the fake blood that comes out and pops and stuff? Uh, not, not the fake blood, but they got, like, fake guns, the cap guns. Um, oh, they don't use real guns? No. Can I take Ian up there and do a, like, noon showdown with a real gun? <laughs> that, that, I, I, I'd like to see that one. Me too. <laughs> we can really make money for that. He's the bigger target. I have I mean, a better chance of winning. Miss. You cannot miss. I mean, if you miss that big red target, you know. Bro, I'm elusive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Define elusive. I'm like, I'm wiry like a cat. I jump all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree. I definitely think elusive translates to nimbly bimbly. You are yep. correct. You, yeah, you, you look nimbly bimbly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm already almost done with my first beer because I love the beer you chose, Blue Moon. Uh, why'd you choose Blue Moon? Uh, Blue Moon, actually, the first time I tried it, uh, big shout out to my roommate, uh, in Iraq, Andrew Jackson. He's the one that, that got me hip to it back in 2008. Um, that's when I was in my, in the army and I met him and he just, he drank Blue Moon every, every time that we'd go out, you know, it had a little orange on top. And ever since then, I, you know, that was just my go-to beer. That's a go-to beer. So, army? Yeah, United States Army. Nice. Uh, how long? What'd you do? Um, I served five and a half years from 2006 to 2011. And um, on paper, I was supposed to be a mechanic. Um, but once I got in, um, I, was a ta- I was tasked to do convo security detachment. Um, we provided security for uh, logistical patrols, delivering supplies from bases. Um and my second deployment, I did uh, fuel operations, so I was literally pumping gas every night for 12 hours. Yeah. And what did you think of it all? Like, uh, all right. Oh, it was a great experience in my life. Like, it, um, I learned a lot. It, it instilled a lot of, uh, um, a lot of uh, uh, I guess, uh, traits that I carry on or a lot of uh, discipline. It, I, I mean, I go by this acronym. It's um, L-D-R-S-H-I-P, which uh, stands for leadership, and that's um, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And that's something that I learned in the Army, and that that's, that I hold dear to me. So, um, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's a cool story. Thank you for your time and what you did. I, you know, I think we're all grateful for everything you've done. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the support. I think that's just as important. Yeah. So I met you via Mr. Redbeard. How'd you guys get connected? 
We're part of the same group. Yes, sir. Was that the Circle Jerk group? Yep. <laughs> That's the one. one. Awesome. Who had to eat the pizza because they were the last one? Hey, we don't talk Ian. about it. <laughs> Ian did? Hey, man. <laughs> I, know. I was saying, Ian, like, hey, take the floor. Like, you can, can you answer that for her? You know, like, I don't. I didn't, you know, I wasn't incriminating you. Mm-hmm. All right, so what group are you talking about, sir? Detail Mafia. Yeah, the Details Network, a.k.a. Detail Mafia. Nice, nice. How long have you been in it? Um, I trained with Rennie August 2014. And uh, coincidentally, whenever Ian joined, I guess I was assigned to be his mentor, which was kind of bring him into the group. So that's kind of our our initial, uh, uh, I guess, communication was because of that. So all of Ian's success is from Bro, the now. It, now it all comes out, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Props, I, man, you did, you did a good job with him, Jose. I got the keys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, so when when I met you, you took some time and you came down and helped Ian in his shop right after he just opened. And to me, that was pretty uh, badass that you would you would do that for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I like to think of it as he kind of helped me out. Um, in the uh, in the same sense, so uh, it was during a time where, like, my machines broke simultaneously, and I was just kind of without um, anything to you know make my money on. So he quickly you know told me you know hey come down here I got some work we can do, and uh, you know we made it happen. Are you trying to say me? Ian's a nice guy? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he has a soft spot. You just gotta tickle him for it. Oh <laughs> uh, no wonder we haven't found it yet. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Ian just giggled. Yeah. <laughs> His cheeks are probably red right now too. Probably blushing. I'm I'm pretty sure he giggled when you said that you got to tickle him. So evidently, there's some stories there. You no, know, you just you just got to tickle him. Yeah, you got to sneak up on him. Yeah. All right. So Ian, you said you had a dually in today. What was your dually? What? Was, how bad was it? Uh, I mean, for a 17. Yeah, I mean, it was actually a little bit worse than I, than what it should be. But then again, I'm not clear on this guy's line of work, but he uses it for work. So, I mean, it it's a work truck for the most part, but he wanted to get it done before he left for West Virginia for like six months or some crazy stuff on a job. So I was able to knock it out today, and hopefully he'll be happy tomorrow. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think he will be. Well, if you put your little goodie bag in there, he'll like that. Yeah, that's right. What's in the goodie bag? Oh, that's you got to pay to play, man. Oh man! (laughs) I tried to slip it on him, didn't I? You did. You did. So, uh, DJ yourself, uh, crazy day? Yeah, it was just kind of hectic, you know, running around, putting out a few fires here and there, and I've really just been doing like meeting stuff all day. I've been doing some work with the chamber all day. I try to schedule all my like you know, business meetings in like one day and consolidate it so I can maximize my time. So that was today. Yeah, but your guys had a successful <laughs> day. I think they yeah, did. Uh, they killed it, man. Especially stuff. Yeah, for sure. So one crew is training a new guy, which is pretty cool. And then one of my other crews, they landed three membership clients on all their, all their uh, appointments today. So that was pretty awesome as well. So they were there just to do a regular cleaning, and they signed them up for a main, you know, like a regular maintenance every month. Yeah, so on a monthly. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll see them once a month now, moving forward. And our retention rate's pretty, pretty awesome too. That's a pretty good win. Yeah, that is. Uh, we we actually have a car in right now ourselves. We're doing a little Audi A8, uh, little enhancement and coating. So that's a nice our first car of the month. <laughs> is it black joking it's the early of the month so jose uh your day what were you up to today uh we were working on um actually it was actually a pretty busy day we started off with a, a fleet package uh got a construction company and uh they actually have a, a royals edition f-150 that i it was one of the first ones that i coded so we touched that one up we had an interior that um, was filthy. We had to pull out the, the masks for that one. Um, and then we also 
had a armada. That one was kind of weird the way the way it, the day ended on that one because I got a deal with uh, our local casino where they uh, they have a. If they hit twenty one, they get a free detail. Yeah, they 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 evidently they're spending some money to get this free detail. But yeah, they have uh, the players club, and this is for their top tier players to get a a free detail. And oh, we were yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty cool that they 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 reached out to me, and uh, once I got to know the guy, he's he was an ex marine, so we re- you know we connected on that point. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we I mean he didn't really, you know he didn't really try to beat me down on the price. Um, we really just kind of found a, a a price point that was mutually beneficial, and I I kind of picked that term up from him, and I and and I like that he you know he presented that to me. He approached me, but that, that vehicle was part of that detail or part of that deal. But um, the customer was kind of late in letting us know to, you know, when we could pick it up. So we got it late in the day, and uh, once we got it, we had to do uh, some interior work, and uh, you know, it, it was just filthy. <laughs> so we were gonna keep it overnight, and she didn't make any plans and she didn't have no car and she had her car keys. So then I had to drop off the car and it was still seats were still wet. It wasn't, you know, it was, she's like, you're going to, you know, just drop it off to me or you can pick it up tomorrow and finish it. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't like kind of, you know, I don't like doing that, but it was just weird. So yeah. Uh, do what you gotta do. Yeah. And it's, it's the first one with this deal that we have. And so I'm not worried about it. They have, he said they have 30, 30 members on the players club. They want to get it up to 90 and uh, they'd like to have them do, you know, that get that detail at least three times. We can make some out of it. Hell so yeah. the casino pays you, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't ever go to the casino. So I like, you know, when once I get that first casino check, you know, I'm really going to smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually getting cool, money man. from a casino, it's, it's a good gig. Yeah. Hey, so, so tell us about your business. How long you been uh, detailing there? I mean, what size town is Dodge City? Dodge City is it's twenty five. No, I mean, I'm gonna say it's about thirty thousand people. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a small town and uh, small town America. I mean, we have we actually just got our second McDonald's um, a couple years ago, so that was really big, you know, here in town. Um. And we're not, I mean, we're not connected to any other town. So the next town over is about an hour away. That's a, that's the same size. In the middle of nowhere. So, 30,000 yeah, people yeah. just in the middle of Kansas, nowhere. Well, Dodge, yeah, isn't it, that, is that a little bit south? Southwest. Yeah. So right above the pandemic. Yeah, he's like five hours from us, Marty. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're literally in the middle. I mean, it's flat, cows, corn. I mean, you just drive and it's. You know, so so our 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 market is really, I mean, of course, your daily drivers, um, but a lot of work trucks, um, lots and lots of work trucks. You know, the Mav two fifties, of dualies. So you're like an um, interior I mean, interior expert. Guys, <clears throat> like, oh my lord, I hate doing interiors, but yeah, that's what you know keeps the bills going. Yeah, those interiors and uh, um, another uh, deal we got is a BNSF. So those are just you know quick washes that we have with them. So, so, how long do you say you've been in business? Um, I would say officially uh, since 2014. So, that's whenever I, tra- I trained with Rini. But I was part-time at the time. I had a, a you know corporate job uh, at a John Deere dealership. Uh, but I didn't go full-time, uh, you know, going straight into the shop into 2015. So, 2015 is when I, you know, I was on my own. So you've been about three years. What? Uh, how was it starting off? I mean, small town. You had, like, I guess you got a storefront or just a garage or what? I mean, what's, your, what's your What's your business like? So starting out, I just, I mean, I, I, it wasn't how I planned it out um, initially. You know, I was going to work at this job for, however, you know, a few years, um, and then move into a shop that I picked out. But uh, it didn't work out. I just wanted to get out of that. Uh, that space so i got out made a deal with this guy that coincidentally was dating our secretary at that job (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, she was kind of my my way in and way out uh, with that job, and uh, so he has his he works for UPS, but he has his um, racing parts store because we have a racetrack here in town. It was a dirt track, um, so he sells parts. Um, but he had this space in the back that he wasn't using. He wanted to occupy it and. That's where I moved in, but it wasn't ideal by any means. I mean, it, this was in the outside of town. It was it was right next to a Harley dealership, which kind of gave me some visibility with them. But it, I really didn't didn't uh, attract too many of the biker uh, community anyways. Um, and it was in a, in a dirt parking lot. Like I said, it wasn't ideal, um, so I didn't have any never any walk-ins, and so that only lasted about I must have about eight to ten months. And then I moved into my second shop, um, and there I, I was at, and it was an actual storefront, and it was an old dealership, and so, but I had limited space on that one. Um, I could only fit about two vehicles, and um, I didn't have any heating, and the landlord wasn't very, um, he wasn't a very nice guy. He was just cheap and hard to deal with. So then I found this shop that I'm at. And this one, um, it was kind of cool how I got it because the the guy that was here before he was actually detailing as well, and uh, I, I as soon as he popped up on the radar, of course I you know I was watching him and I saw him and he kind of bounced around from a couple of different shops and then he got into this one and he didn't last for uh, maybe a, a few months um, until his sign was down and then I saw somebody posted the shop for rent uh, on Facebook within an hour. I got it. And um, I've been here since January of 2016. Yeah. Nice. So you've been there just over two years. What was a lot of the struggles? You know, I, I definitely would be a struggle trying to maintain customers if you're bouncing around locations. But once you got your feet planted, what what's some of the struggles of uh, opening up a, a a detail shop there in in, in a town of thirty thousand people? Um, right off the bat is the price. Uh, people are not used to paying the prices that you know that a dealership of our caliber, or not not a dealership, but a detailer, uh, detailing service of our caliber, um, is you know wanting to provide. So that was so that's going to be common, right? Like everybody has the same issue, um, and what. And let's like this would be incredibly valuable for people that are listening. Let's each chime in on how do you when somebody's so price, you know, it's everybody complains about how much you charge. How do you handle that when you've got somebody that calls and says, "Well, I'm not paying that for a detail." Well, I, I have a, I have perfect. a perfect example, and it was actually one of the vehicles that we did today. That stage two that I mentioned that was really really dusty. Um, she, she hit me up through my, uh, my website. So she said, she, you know, she filled out the, the form. I got the email and, um, you know, I, I write there on, on the form that they provide, they give me their, their name, their email address, their phone number, their vehicle make, what service they're looking for interior or exterior, and then what their problem areas are. So she kind of typed up that, you know, she went an interior and an exterior and this and this and that. And she was on a time frame, so she wanted it done by Wednesday or on Wednesday. Um, so I quickly, you know, I, I was going back with her, back and forth with her. The the prices that I was, re I was recommending for a full stage two interior and exterior, I think it was about, uh, I want to say about 250 270 what I uh, told her. And then she just wanted the interior at that point. Um, I told her it'd be about 130 to 190 side and scene. I just, you know, cause she didn't have any time to bring it in. I told her, I'm like, that's the range, but I can't, I can't, you know, I can't commit to it. It's just, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and then she told me, she's like, you know what? she's like, I've, you know, I paid a hundred bucks last time I got it done. Um, he's like, that's what I'm willing to pay. He's like, otherwise I'll have to call them up. And, uh, so I responded, I, you know, I said, I completely understand. And, uh, you know, that would probably be the best option, you know, if you're looking for, for a better price. Um, but unfortunately we can't compete with those prices. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, to, to suit your, your needs. And, um, she called me 
she this this conversation was on an email thread, um, but then she called me, and uh, you know I didn't recognize her number or anything. So she was like, "Hey, this is you know Karen. I was you know going back with you on the email. You know I I made a decision. I want to go ahead and give you guys a try." And uh, so I stuck her with double. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted three hundred bucks. I charged her two hundred bucks. <laughs> and was and this she was happy. Everything was good. I dropped it off and she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, it, it's, it looks clean. And, uh, you know, I, I told her how much it was. And, of course, you know, she didn't, she didn't bat an eye. She paid and, you know, and that was that. So, um, but yeah, that was, you know, and I, 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 I don't know if it was maybe because of how the, the whole conversation played out that, you know, I kind of did a little bit extra or try to, you know, you know, give a little bit more, you know, than normal. I don't know. But, um, no, she was she was happy with the service. So cool, so DJ. Happy. How do you handle it when when people balk at your prices? Um, the earlier years, I you know kind of went back and forth quite a bit, and now I just I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. I just kind of move on. But when I'm when I'm trying to combat and um, give value, I, I just you know just talk about you know the service we use the. Um, you know, the products we use and just how professional we are and they usually will, will go with it or, or they won't. I mean, there's really not, not much else I can do besides provide the information about our company, why we, uh, why we're good at what we do and just kind of move on. So yeah, you're selling yourself. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and talk bad about another company or right. their price is, you know, low, but, but you know, the reason it's low because they're not good detailers. I'm just saying, you know, if that's just like uh, you just said, Jose, if you, if you want a cheaper price, then it's probably best you do go somewhere else because we just don't, we can't provide the service that we um, want to provide the high quality service at that rate. Exactly. And we don't, we don't, you know, we don't lower our quality to give you a cheaper rate. We just can't, we're not capable of doing lesser work than what we're pricing. Yeah. Our you, I want to have a good time detailing too. And when I, if I'm charging lower, less than what I normally would charge, yeah. I'm just at the end of the day, I end up pissed off at myself. And, right. Cause you know, you're doing too much work for, for, not, for yeah. nothing. You know, you tell, I, I know or somewhere else, you know. So yeah, you tell them that you're you're going to that other detailer for uh, <clears throat> for price. You're coming to us for value. You there know? you go. Yeah. Is that your so, line, Ian? Is that what you tell people when they call you? <laughs> no, I mean I I kind of like DJ, although I haven't been in business nearly as long. Uh, I do sell myself, and you know, the fact that you're coming to me, you're coming to me for value because. Uh, you know, I care about what I do. I care about my reputation, and you're not just buying a service from me, but you're just you're you're buying almost like a part of me that you're gonna have, you know, great customers. It's a marriage, you know. It, it, you're you're trying to build rapport right, with the right. customers. You know, it's not a wham bam, thank you, man. And it's like, look, you know, like I want you to come to me when you have a problem. And I'll say something else, and this goes a little bit deeper than what we're even talking about. But I think it starts on the front end it starts with your image and your brand. Like Ian's got a nice wrap truck. We've got a nice wrap truck, like our website, you know, everything is in place on the front end. So when they first try to find us, you know, we have five stars on Google. We have pictures on our, um, on the Google, we have a nice website with all our prices listed. You can book online. So at through that whole process, they're already kind of sold with us because we put ourselves out there. Like we are, the, yeah, you, got you know, fit together. I mean, yeah, like some janky ass. Exactly. <laughs> And you go to Ian, you go to Ian's page, and all you see is like nice cars, very well written posts, proper grammar. Like it's just oh, amen. we're professional, you know. It's live. It, it, yeah, it's hard to muscle down somebody that that is well well invested in their in their image yeah. and their company. And we're all we're all three of us. I can say we're equally confident in our businesses and our services that we can sit there straight face and say, "I'm not budging for what right. what you want. This is yeah. what it is." And honestly, I'll say this too. One more thing. There might be times when we might need that job, but we're still so, you know, set in our business and confident that we'll turn a job down even though we need it based on something we don't want to do or price we don't want right. to agree on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you see something and it's just like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And then, you know, to kind of <clears throat> compound on that a little bit, you also want to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. So, Whatever that person's offering at that price is that the same exact amount of work? Service, you know, is yeah. it that same level of service 
that you're offering for a higher price. Exactly. Uh, but sometimes you can also meet in the middle by just throwing out a free service that doesn't cost you a lot of time or a lot of product, but it puts skin in the game and creates a perceived value. That's a good one right there, yeah. I think um, it also – I was having this conversation with my nephew, who he's in the shop with me as well, um, is the misconception of detail and what it actually entails. Uh, and he was telling me that, that his girlfriend, um, that at first that she was kind of, you know, taken aback by by the prices that we were asking. Yeah. And, and now that she sees, you know, him in the shop and him working – and she knows a little bit more about detail and she understands what it really takes and, you know, how much we're invested in, in equipment, in product and in, in knowledge. That's the most important thing. That's the most valuable thing is just knowledge is just knowing what to do and how to do it with what. Yep. All right, cool. So what other struggles as far as, you know, besides price, what, uh, what, what struggles did you have starting off? Um, just, uh, uh, keeping consistent work because, you know, trying to ask for those prices, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it was kind of like fishing, you know, sometimes they buy, sometimes they don't. And sometimes you get paid, sometimes you don't. And though, you know, you have a lot of uh, blank spaces in your calendar, you know, whenever you're, you know, you're saying no, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot more than you're saying yes, because you want to respect your prices and you know the level of service that you're trying to provide but i'm not going to sit here and say you know sit on the you know on a high horse and pretend like i never took some grunt work to to you know to get through the month or whatever so um but yeah i, I think that would, that, would, that would be the biggest struggle it was just you know trying to keep constant work and, and trying to stay busy all right well that's that's good uh i think that there's a lot of people that are going to struggle with opening up a shop, how to stay busy. So we'll get into marketing here in a minute. I think uh, you do a great job at uh, your marketing, so I'd love to hear what you're going to talk about. Let's talk about this Blue Moon, though. All right. I have been a big fan of Blue Moon. Like you said your story about being in the Army, and that was what your guy drank. I mean, I just remember I've never been able to drink the IPAs, the hoppy stuff. It's very rare that I'll drink a stout or something dark. I've always been drawn to the Belgians, the wheats, the wits. The wheat beer. Yeah, just the wheat beer, Shock Top, Boulevard. Yeah, Shock Top, Boulevard. And um, just... this one, though, has always been one of my favorite. Um, so good that, um, that I even bought the hat. When I toured the brewery. Yeah. You know that I have a, we have a brewery like a block from my house. Um they um and a distillery a block from my house. Then it's 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 quite, it's right behind Boo Hill and uh, they named that little uh block where that <coughs> the distillery and the brewery is Boo's Hill. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, well, I, you know, I had a, uh, a guy that I considered my friend until he dragged me to this horrific brewery in um, Golden, Colorado, and he was just all about going to this place because it was his favorite brewery and his favorite beer, and it was the absolute worst brewery tour. Bro, I've that's ever the been best on. brewery in in America, man. Coors Light is like, I mean, how does it get any better than that? Horrific. <laughs> We actually quit the brewery tour. Not even, I don't even think we made it. Because your feet through. hurt from walking around and looking at all the greatness, man. Because like... it was the <laughs> stupidest brewery tour. They gave us a little like walkie-talkie thing, and we press a button when we get to it. And yeah, and did they tell you all us. the history of Coors oh, Light? No, no, I mean, no, no, it was no, no, sweet. No. Yeah. There was automated. Free beer. It automated. It, 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 it automated. Someone, someone, someone was tour. talking through a through an intercom. It was awesome, man. So no, great. nobody was talking. It was all pre-recorded <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, that was the literally the wackest place ever. It was stupid. It was and horrible. So we we were passing by the tasting room, and we were walking away, and then we were like, uh, nah, we're done. And we just turned around and walked back into the tasting room, 
And the best part of the tour was getting to drink Blue Moon on draft. Literally, it had been kegged probably days before. And so we got the absolute freshest Blue Moon off draft was unbelievable. And so when we went down to the little gift shop, I bought a, a little Blue Moon hat and I still wear it. I love it. I want a Blue Moon hat. <clears throat> yeah. So what do you guys taste? When, yeah, do not do it. Absolutely do not waste your time on the Coors Light Piss Beer Tour. <laughs> it's not worth the hat. <laughs> do what? It's not worth the hat. No, no you I'm can buy kidding. a hat somewhere else. Just buy it online. <laughs> I think we even rented a car to go to that tour. We did a lot to go to that tour. We did. But, you know. Things... I think I would have rented a letter. You know, the corporate somewhere, you know, to express the frustration. They did not care. <laughs> All right. So when you guys taste, when you drink blue, I mean, what, what flavors do you taste? Uh, Ian, I want you to start off. Orange. Orange. Is that all? Pretty much. That's it. Just That's all you taste. Like, so Orange. Drink a sip right now, Ian, and, and tell me what you taste. <clears throat> I always just taste orange. I mean, that's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't. I'm not a beer snob. I I fit. I just I get orange. I get citrusy notes. Mm-hmm. Citrusy notes. There's definitely citrusy notes. Yeah. Um. I think uh, DJ like didn't that, you. Yeah, you grabbed a different one, right? Yeah, because they didn't have uh, the regular Blue Moon at the liquor store, so I got Blue Moon Mango. Oh. Oh, no, excuse me, mango wheat. Oh. I've never had it before, and it's it's really good. Damn, girl. I was picking up I, I, they, the one they had was apricot. Really? Next to the one, yeah. And I was kind of wanting to get it, but I was like, nah, it's going to be extra on the podcast. I'm just going to get it. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but, they didn't have it, so I, it's good. Mango. I want to try mango. It's almost too mango-y, but not enough to where it's, you don't want to drink it. Almost like a, like a tad more mango would have would have killed the whole beer. Ah, okay. Hmm. So I like what what I think is great about Blue Moon, and what I was hoping to do was find they've got some really usually have some really great sample packs, and uh, I didn't. I just got the reg, regular Belgian white, you know, the regular Blue yeah, Moon. It's just, I mean, it it goes great with like with dinner. You can just sit and you know, just, oh man, it's just it's, it's just good all around. But you know what, Jose? I for, I think we forgot to ask you. Are you on Wi-Fi? Um, no, I'm on. Uh... Yeah, that's the problem. You're cutting in and out. Okay. Let me give me a second. Let me. Yeah, no problem. All right, so uh, and I think it's interesting, Blue Moon, when they talk about Corlander. I mean, what is – that's some type of seasoning, right? But they're always – Yeah, Coriander is a spice. It's a spice. Yeah. So, that's a cilantro, isn't it, Coriander? Cori- uh, it's actually a plant. It's also – what? Shut up. Coriander, also known as cilantro or Chinese parsley is an annual herb in the family of I'm not going to try to pronounce that shit all parts of the plant are edible but the fresh leaves and the dried seeds are the most traditionally used in cooking interesting alright but super popular beer I mean you can find blue moon I think everybody's had at least some type of blue moon um Oh yeah, by now. Yeah, I mean it's super delicious. I'm glad you chose it. I'm about to crack open my third one. Um, um, yeah, third one. All right. So one of the things that you do really well uh, as a, as an operator of your business is you do a great job of your social media marketing or social media presence. And um, so. Let's all talk about the different ways, and we will probably talk about social media multiple times throughout the the next fifteen years of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But so what? Uh, what's your favorite platforms to use? What do you like? Are you strictly on one? Do you use multiple platforms? You know what? What do you I use? Like, I use three right now. I use Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Oh. I used to use Twitter. I and for a very small period of time, I had a Musically, um, which was kind of let, let me do like little music videos. Um, but I quickly stopped using it. Yeah. And Twitter. So do you find I just, that you weren't marketing to thirteen-year-old girls, and that's why you had to stop using Musically? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like these people that are gonna ever have this app or ever gonna, you know, have the money to pay what I want to get for whatever I'm gonna do to clean their car. So yeah, right away I'm just like, or they probably have, they don't even have cars; they have scooters, hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Musically is a fun app. I, I like my daughters when they're in town; they're always on it all the time, and they record all kinds of crazy videos, and it's it's super fun to watch, but. Yeah, I would think yeah. that would be hard for our, all, you know, what we're trying to do if they don't even have cars and we try to use that as a platform. Maybe five years down the road when they grow within the core market grows up and they start getting cars. But, yeah, no, nah, it was just – I tried it out and it was no go right away. Yeah. But so Instagram, Facebook, and then Snapchat. Why Snapchat? That's interesting. Um, Snapchat is just – um, honestly, it's just another avenue. It, uh, it, I, I use it just in the, um, in the same way that, that Instagram now has the stories. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I do is, um, the, honestly, the same videos that I'm posting on, on Instagram, cause I'll edit the videos or edit my, uh, my ad. Um, I'll post on Instagram, Instagram. I, it's already linked to my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So then it posts it. And also uh, going to Snapchat, and uh, it'll allow me to to post that video as well. And like I said, it's just another avenue. So I have people that that'll, that'll strictly um, make contact with me through Snapchat. And how do they find um, you? Do you just post your Snap code in random places? Or no, 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 no. When um, I, I do post my snap my snap code uh, every once in a while on Instagram and Snapchat or Instagram and Facebook, um, but uh, whenever I'm collecting information, when people call me, uh, that I save their number and their 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 name and number. As soon as I save it on my phone, I go to my Snapchat and it, it'll tell me if they have a Snapchat and they'll show up as a new contact. So I just add all my people. Gangster. Hmm. And then, yeah, it's just visibility, and then I'll have people just reach me on Snapchat. So, um, yeah, anytime I save a, a phone number, a name and a number, um, I save it on my phone, I'll go to Snapchat, see if they have it, and then if they have it, I'll add them on. Nice, nice. Uh, DJ. And it's not just, it's not just uh, uh, you know, the younger generation using Snapchat. Um, I got contacts that I was surprised would even have a Snapchat. I mean, you got old you know, white guys with beards in work trucks and you find out they have a Snapchat. And so. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun app to use. Definitely. DJ, what, uh, what platforms do you use? Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, we got a little, our Twitter's linked to our Instagram, but we're never, we're, I don't even open the Twitter app. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. I mean, I don't no. feel that way about it, but geez, Ian. <laughs> no, it's just it's just complicated. I mean, I'm with you, dude. It's just it's horrible. I don't know. It's just I don't know. But professionally, you uh, LinkedIn's a good one too for all those business owners to have at least a LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I actually do have a LinkedIn. I just yeah. don't check. Oh, it. You just gotta go in, go in and update it like every six months or so, and and that's pretty much yeah. all I do. But no, I mean seriously, like I mean, and LinkedIn is supposed to be B two B kind of world. I, I just I, I've never really we're the same way I mean we got a LinkedIn account but I probably open it four or five times I mean I don't why would people use LinkedIn it's it's I I think it's supposed it was supposed to be like just like how you said a b2b like you know it, when you're coming up in the professional world you know and not just so much as entrepreneurs but you know working working you know it's like your resume so yeah there you go where I worked and this and that um, but as an like as a business owner, 
I've find I get a lot more spam on LinkedIn than I do anywhere else because you have, you know, all these um, distributors or, you know, these bigger companies. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, that's what I was afraid of. He was on uh, he was on his data instead of his Wi-Fi. I'll, uh, I'll shoot him a text. We're trying to get him back on. <clears throat> Keep rolling. Um, and uh, uh, Ian, tell us which uh, platforms you like to use. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much. I've got Snapchat, but it's just not very effective. And, you know, I don't feel it's very effective because it's really hard for people to find you. So unless you're kind of like what uh, Jose's doing, uh, it's not very, I don't know, user-friendly in that aspect. Uh, not to mention, I mean, you've got Instagram and Facebook, like, Instagram now has stories, and they've had stories for a while, so it's just there's not much reason for me to use it, but I'm real heavy on Instagram more than I am Facebook because of Facebook's bullshit algorithms. So, What do you mean? Well, like, because of the the way they're, they just recently changed their algorithms that it's basically it's a lot harder for people to see your content now because they're really trying to push uh, paid advertising. So it, people are less likely to see business content from business pages because of that. Uh, so and, then should you have just personal stuff that you, a personal page that you'll post some business stuff onto? Oh yeah. Well, of course you can do that, but even still, I mean, it's just, you're catering to the same people over and over again. Uh, so I just I don't know I like Instagram hashtags are awesome yeah, yeah you I have some funny ones <laughs> I, I think it's great for our industry since if everything's visual then yeah exactly you can uh, take a picture and, well, what's the deal with hashtags why are you so big on hashtags well, that's how people find you. You know, they can anybody can go to Instagram and search a specific hashtag, and then see every post that's ever been posted with that hashtag. So, you know, if you have, uh, you know, local hashtags, uh, DJ and I, I think, are pretty good at using local hashtags specifically. Uh, that really helps build a local audience versus catering to other detailers which i think a lot of people are bad about doing uh and then you know like i specifically have my own hashtag uh hashtag tulsa detail shop that i'm trying to put out there and you know oh, whatever nice. and then, i'm gonna start using that now just to piss you off <laughs> fuck you i'm just kidding and then, that's uh, <laughs> that's cool about us we're like three miles from each other <laughs> yeah and we're super cool like there's no there's never any beef at all it's awesome no. and then uh Jose's got his own hashtag as well. So it's just one of those things. Uh, like you said, Instagram, I think, plays really well with our business. And, I mean, I'm pretty consistent with my Facebook. I'm just not as religious in posting as I am with my Instagram. I just – because I have a relatively low engagement uh, on Facebook, and I think part, partly is because of the way Facebook is set up with their, you know, algorithms. So when I first got on Facebook, like – six years ago i think like interact inter- engagement was like huge like we always yeah. had engagement and it's just like right. literally dropped off like this year it's yeah. like, there's like zero engagement right it's yeah it's i don't i just i don't know i keep it active just to keep it active but it's, it's one of those things that i just i don't know yeah i get it so what uh, what apps do you guys like to use when editing for Instagram or any of your social media? One app. Uh, I'll go ahead right quick. For pictures, my favorite right now, uh, although you have to pay for it, uh, I have a few others that I've been playing around with and whatnot, and they're not bad, but I don't know. I just really like this one, even though I have to pay for it every month. But it's uh, Adobe Spark Post. Uh, Adobe has a whole trio of apps made for social media content. Their Spark Post, Spark Page, and Spark Video. Uh, like I said, I use Spark Post to create some of the content uh, that you have seen probably recently. Uh, 
And I just, I don't know. I like hey. it. It's pretty. Hey, got back hey there he is. Yeah, what's up? Or not. I thought he hopped back on. Yeah, it sounded. It shows that he's on. Okay. But maybe maybe we can't know. hear him. Yeah, maybe we can't hear him. He can probably hear us. <laughs> it happens. Okay, well, that's cool. So Adobe Spark what? It's called Spark Post. That, like I said, it's for pictures. And then, uh, and then I have another one that I do a lot of my watermarking on. It's called Watermark Studio. And then for videos, I use, I'll typically, and I got one of them from Jose, but I'll, I kind of go back and forth using Filmora Go and Video Shop. And is this for like editing pictures? Is that right? Well, for the, the pictures, I'll edit using Watermark Studio and whatnot. And then if I'm creating a specific kind of content, uh, like the one, uh, uh, Marty knows specifically probably what I'm talking about. The Tesla one that I did, yeah. Uh, the President's Day sale, like that. I created, I created that with Spark Post. That I use that more for creating like a specific kind of content. Just as far as like picture editing type stuff, I'll, I'll watermark stuff with Watermark Studio, and that's really about it. I don't really edit photos a whole lot. I try to keep them raw. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot of you start seeing a lot of people that uh, are are really doctoring their photos. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Well, I I, I was gonna say both ways. Like, you, you see it, and you're like, that's really cool. Like, the yeah. clouds look really neat. The the car's cool. So I mean, there's there's definitely like some. Um, there's definitely some creative aspect to it, or where it's, oh, absolutely. like photography looks really well. Yeah. What's up, guys? There we go. Yeah, back you're back. On. Nice. So, Jose, we were talking about different apps that people use for photos or video editing, and <laughs> so we were just talking about uh, how you know there's there's Ian said he likes to go raw. Um, we didn't really want to get into that too much as far as... Would they say what? <laughs> he likes to go yeah. where? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you guys in your group, and he likes to go raw. I don't know, man. That's just... no. uh, he likes to go raw and likes to get tickled, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, what... Uh... Okay, let's transition. Uh, what... <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what apps do you like to use for your video or photo editing? Uh, for for photo, I use the Pixlr app, and for video, I use Filmora, Filmora Go, or Filmora Mobile. One of those two. Um, now, why I, is that? Um, it's just I I just I, I don't know if I stumbled across them. Or if they were recommended, but those are the ones that I just found have everything that I need. And yeah, for more ago, like I said, I got it from Jose. For more ago, is actually pretty easy to use. And how do you spell yeah. that? Say that again. Uh, for... Yeah, how do you spell it? He's... Yeah, he's asking how to spell it. Oh, it's. Go ahead. Oh, okay, it's for more ago. It's F I L M O R A G O, and all one word. Yeah, nice. And it's free, so that's cool. There's themes. Yeah. You can pick different themes. Now, do you guys pay also as the in-app purchases, I see? Yeah, it has in-app purchases, but there's there's also a paid version. And really what the paid version is is just so it removes the watermark at the end of their video. Um, so, which, I mean, it, it, it was enough for me to pay it because what I was doing – before was I would using the free version, they you know you edit your video, but at the very end it has this little cutscene where it shows their logo. And what I would do is I would just take that video, use the um, my phone editing app, and just trim it. But I noticed that every single time that I would you know use that file from app to app, that it would degrade the quality. So I just went ahead and and purchased or paid for for them to remove that that little watermark at the end and 
And how much is it per month? No, it, I, it's just a one-time uh, purchase. I think it was like maybe like four, four ninety-nine or something like that. Oh, nice! So it's not a monthly deal. You no, no, it's not a subscription. No, it's just a one-time purchase. Uh, oh hell yeah! So that's yeah. that's what I like about it. Yeah, I mean that's like um, uh, what was that one that I was using for a bit? Um, oh, uh, I know exactly what you're. Yeah, say I think that. you told me about it. Yeah, uh, Ripple. Yeah, ripple, yeah, and you pay, and it removes the ripple logo, and you can put your own logo on or watermark. But that one, see, um, we use Ripple too, and um, that's what my wife uses that one. But she's she's got the paid one that's the subscription. So, but I'm not too familiar on that one, so I can't really speak on it. Yeah, DJ, what do you use? Um, are we talking just? So, like, as far as uploading photos, we don't, we use, like, 50-50. We use a DSLR camera, like a really high-end camera, to take a lot of our um, photos. Then we'll upload them to our phones and just post them that way for, like, the quality photos. But as far as video, like, if we're doing any, like, short video, we just use iMovie for, I mean, it's pretty simple. And then for um, our bigger, you know, well-put-together videos, we'll just use on the um uh, iMovie on the on the MacBook, so we just do literally just quality photos and and videos. Then we utilize Instagram um, stories a lot for for our social media. So I mean it's pretty plain and simple with us. Yeah, and our trucks yeah. are logoed and so forth, so we don't have to watermark really much at all because we always, if you see, we'll always try to capture a little bit of our truck and all of our um, photos or videos or even like a uniform and so forth. So. We try to keep in and keep employees in photos and stuff, so there's no like watermarking issues ever with with our photos. Yeah, interesting. So, um, Ian and Jose, why don't you use? Why do you use the paid apps instead of just using the the Apple ones? Uh, well, well, I don't have an Apple. Phone. I don't have Samsung, so yeah. that answers okay. your question. <laughs> that, that answers that question. <laughs> well, the only app that I pay for is again that Spark Post, but that's because I find it very user friendly, and they have a bunch of uh, templates that you can what, work off. What of. is it? So, well, I was, this is when you were cut off, but Spark has a trio of uh, social media apps that you can use to help create content, and the one I specifically use and pay for is Spark Post. It's Adobe Spark Post. And I use that for creating usually a specific kind of different content other than the, the typical car pictures and whatnot. And like I said, I just find it very uh, user-friendly, and they have just a boatload of options that helps, you know, get those creative juices going and create, you know, different things. How I feel about the fact that you never mentioned this this, this app. Well. Pass it along to your, your, your fellow brethren. Well, I just started using it not long ago. Oh, man, he's getting yeah, – did you hear man. this, Marty? Yeah, he, he started using it like late last year, man. It was like four months ago. Yeah, he told us about this like a year ago. He didn't Shut the, the fuck up. <laughs> we're going to get him kicked out. <laughs> like, Jose, like you were his mentor. And he yeah, dude, what is this about? It. You should have been the first one. You should have been the test guy. Like, what the hell? Fuck you. Bro, like, like man, that's a really cool app, like – I hope it works out for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, like, damn, geez. Jose. Like, hey, man. Hey, Jose, when I find an app, I'll let you know, bro. Hey, man. I sure appreciate that. You know, I'm just always you know, always trying to stay ahead. Of the, you know, Somebody's got to return the favor, right? Like, just a salesman. Don't somebody's got to return the favor. Not everyone, all the detailers listening to this podcast are going to have this app now, man. And, and <laughs> the, the mafia didn't have it first. I mean, yeah, I'm just like, I had a this hear- isn't good. Through the pints and polishing that, but I, I couldn't get a low key text like, "Hey man, check wow!" <laughs> you can send a recommendation. The hell with all of you. How about that? I love you, big guy. I love you too. Long time, he, long time. He giggled. <laughs> Probably giggle again. All right, well, Jose, I appreciate uh, all that info. I mean, that's that's super great. I, I, uh, I'm sad that you hopped off for a minute. But I'm glad you were able to get back on. Absolutely. And extremely is grateful that you were able to get back on. 
um, so that he could share his wisdom with you. Uh, I'm just as appreciative. Yeah. Uh, so we need to rate uh, Blue Moon. Jose, since you are our guest, please give us a rating one to five on the Blue Moon. What's the rating scale? You said one to five? One to five, one being I could barely even taste it <laughs> without spitting it all over. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna give you a really a truly um, biased answer. Um, it'd probably be like a five and a half, just because I like Blue Moon. Wow, and it's near and dear to me. And, you know, so Man, what is wrong with you, mafia members? It's one to five. Hey, there ain't no well, five and a half, road, man. Leave him yeah. alone. He likes Blue Moon. Don't judge him. The rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> That's how we innovate. We need to innovate this rating scale. <laughs> oh, That's funny. All right. Ian, Mr. Porter. Uh, man. How many have you had tonight? How many Blue Moons have you been drinking tonight? Uh, actually, I only did one. Uh, but I'm going to give it... It's not something like I, I openly choose to drink because I just feel there's so much, so many options. But I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It's, I mean, it's a good beer and it's super drinkable. Uh, it's definitely one of those clutch beers. If you, you know, if you're somewhere and they have like a shitty selection, they got Blue Moon. Hey, I'll just take a Blue Moon. So yeah, three and a half. And that's true. I mean, you could pretty much find it at almost any bar. Yeah. So. Right. If you can't, if it's course, if bar, it's, you should probably be at that bar. Yeah, if it's course <laughs> light or blue Coors moon, joke. here we go. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's blue moon <laughs> all the way. <laughs> all right, uh, DJ Patterson. So I want the um, rate. The yeah, blue I got moon. money. <laughs> so I want the, the, you know that's that beer that uh, is better than uh, that Rocky Mountain thing. I mean. You know, you know so it's got here. actually flavor into it. You're right. Sake, Belgian man, that's style. That's the whole point, Porter. <laughs> Kept trying to interrupt him. <laughs> oh, man. So I want the Blue Moon Mango Wheat. And uh, I was really bummed because I didn't want – I don't like the flavored type beers of, you know, the spinoffs of the flavors and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll get it just to get Blue Moon for the show. And uh, it's really good, though. Like, it's not too mangoey. One more notch would be too mangoey, but it's like the right perfect hint of mango and wheat. I give it a four. It's a great beer. Oh, huh. nice. Consider it. Oh, God. Oh. oh, who'd we lose? At least he got the Raiders beer. Yeah, at least he got the Raiders beer. We'll gotta, we got to give us uh, his hashtag handles and stuff, though. Yeah. Or is that social handle. plugs? It must be that internet's way out there in Kansas. Well, it's uh, hard. So I'm going to go uh, four. Point two eight nine. Nice. Four point two eight nine, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that's really that's a, that's good. Yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah, it is a good beer. Um, it got the eight nine because it should have been higher than four point two, but I had said four point two, and so I just had to stay with it. Nice, man. Yeah, anyway, I like Blue Moon. Like I said earlier, it's one of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, it's great beer. Uh, Ian, will you help everybody know where they can find Jose on uh, yeah. social media? Because Jose is like, I mean, he's a down-to-earth, totally cool guy. Great, you know, when he was in with you, it's like, come on, let's go take him and go grab some beer and hang out. Like, he's a super cool guy. So, um, definitely hit Jose up. Ask him questions, um, pick his yes. brain, and uh, what's his handles? So, oh, oh, Jose's back on. Oh, uh, just in time. Perfect, Jose, just in time. We're closing down. Jose, tell everybody where to find you on uh, social media. So, if they have <clears> any <throat> questions, they can hit you up and check out all your great work there in uh, Kansas. Uh, Facebook, it's Devil in the Detail LLC. On Instagram, it's at Devil D I T D, and on Snapchat, it's Detail Dot City. My website is Detail Dot City Dot Com. Okay, Instagram, say that again. Uh, at Devil D I T D. 
D-I-T-D. Devil mm-hmm. D-I-T-D. Yes, sir. Cool. Cool. All right, uh, Mr. Porter, what's your handles? Both Facebook and Instagram is at Redbeard's Detail Shop. DJ? Yep, at DJ Patterson on Instagram um, or at Eco, Eco Green MD on Instagram as well. Same with Facebook. And I'm going to throw out a different social media handle that I can't believe nobody talked about. Our YouTube is at Total Auto Solutions. You it's got crazy. a pretty good YouTube you channel. Go. It's crazy I would, that nobody mentioned YouTube for social media. Well, you, you know, know I started, you have too. Mine, but I don't I, consider it in the aspect of social media. I consider it in relation to my website SEO power rankings. Well, it's definitely social media. It's still social. I mean, there's a comment no, section. It, and there's used what to... I'm saying is not not how I use it. You know, as of right now, anyways, me specifically. Yeah. Wow. I'm just saying it was funny that nobody mentioned it. Anyway, so I'm Marty, uh, Total Auto Solutions. You can find us, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, at Total Auto Solutions. This is the Pints and Polishing Podcast where we have a great time. Thank you guys so much for being on. We're always going to drink some beer, and then we're going to talk about detailing. So thank you so much, uh, Jose, our special guest. Dude, killer job. We really appreciate you coming on. DJ Ian, as always, thank you for being such great co-host. Fuck yeah. Peace. Make it a great Big day. Big shout out. This is my great I love this, man. It runs, it, I, I listen to a lot of Drink Champs, so this is what uh, what it reminds me of. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a great night. You do, same. Peace. See ya. Lord.